This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. to another episode of our Known Leader podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and we have been, for the last three weeks, in this unit of study called Savior and King. It's four weeks all about Jesus and what does it mean for Jesus. At the end, as we get to this last question, what does it mean for Jesus to be Lord of my life? We have looked at uh, questions related to, you know, why did Jesus come into the world? Why did Jesus do miracles? And why do I need to know Jesus? And so we've gotten to this point now that what does it mean not only for Jesus to be Savior, but to be Lord of my life? And the point this week is that you must totally surrender your life to him. We're going to look at four life principles this week. And to help me with this, as we've done the last three weeks, I've got Jimmy Hester here with me. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing great. Good. <laughs> we have reached the uh, last session here. And, uh, man, I, for me, this is a, a, a great way to end up this unit of study about Jesus is that, uh, yes, I want Jesus to be Savior of my life. But Jesus calls us for us to to be for him to be Lord of our lives, not just Savior. He wants to be Savior and Lord of our lives. And, and getting into that, as we even get into this whole session, what is that distinction in your mind of Jesus as Savior and Lord? Well, I, I, the first part is the reason he could be Lord. That's right. Because he's Savior. And um, I wouldn't want to call someone Lord who... I don't say hadn't saved me, but who hadn't performed <laughs> something or who hadn't done something right. for me, I guess. And I'm not saying that in an egotistical kind of way. I'm right. saying it just out of a um, that that would that I would have more respect and more love for a person sure. who had done something for me. So I would follow someone like that. And I, I think that this is going to be the challenge, though, for a lot of students. And it's the challenge for a lot of believers because, yeah, Jesus saved me. That's great. But they don't do much with that beyond that. Right. They just count on that as being kind of an insurance policy as opposed to a reason for serving him right. and being about kingdom work and following his instructions and his example. They just kind of trust in that as a, a way to experience um, eternal life. Right. And so I think this is an important lesson. I agree with you. It's a great it's a great jumping off point for future I mean, by no means when you finish this unit <laughs> are you going to be yet. there. <laughs> you're just kind of kind of have raised the right kind of questions and pointed some students in the right direction, hopefully, right. so that they can grow in this area of lordship and understanding that even deeper here. Definitely. And the passage of Scripture we've got is, is just tremendous in doing that. That's right. Well, and leaders, as you look at this, we've got four verses in Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 26, and we've got four life principles. And so let's just jump into this and, and see where we're going to go. Uh, verse 23 to start with, we're going to actually look at verse 23 for two of these life principles. But the first thing we're looking at is that Jesus calls us to abandon your selfishness. Uh, what do you see there in that verse to help us understand that? Well, for us to understand that, we un- we need to understand a little bit about what the word lordship means right. or understand that that idea. It really means a Lord is someone who has authority or power over someone else. 
And so that is that is the kind of uh, relationship we're talking about here. That le- and another word that can be used there is master, Lord, master. And right. that's even used in some music we sing, Lord and master. Jesus is Lord and master, which is kind of redundant, but that's that's exactly <laughs> what it's saying. It's one to whom a person or a thing belongs or who has uh, that, that Lord or master has control over them. The word itself is interesting. It's an interesting study because in Luke and Acts, it came to be identified with Jesus. Hmm. Um, the word kurios, uh, the Greek word kurios, came to be known for as a term used for Jesus. It, before then, it was kind of used for other things to say somebody, maybe the way we use the word sir, Lord, so and so, or Sir, so and so. But this, um, uh, you know, this Luke really begins to identify that as Jesus and to give some designation in those two books about that. Now, to get to the point here, abandoning self or abandoning abandoning our selfishness has got to be the beginning point. Because if you're going to if you're going to be under someone else's authority, then you have to give up your own identity to a point. Now, I say identity, your own uh, desires, not your own identity, but your own desires. And so you you need to do that. That's the beginning point here. And so that's why he says that we must deny ourselves. That's we right. must deny who we are and turn ourselves, turn our desires over to to Jesus. Which leads into the second part of that verse, which is the idea that <clears throat> not only abandoning our selfishness, but to follow him every day. What do you see there in the last part of that verse? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. It's a, it, this, uh, this whole, these four points are a progression. Right. Abandon self, follow Christ, and we're going to go on and talk about sacrifice and taking a stand. But, uh, yeah, that's the second part of it is following Christ. And that is a key thing, the phrase daily. That's not used in every translation, but it really is the, the – it really does give a description of the words that are used there, the Greek words, that it's not, that it's not just a one-time thing. It's a continuous process, that the following – taking up your cross and following him daily is a continuous thing, something we have to do every day. Right. And that's important for students to understand. That that's not a one-time thing, that we do that every day in every act, in everything we do throughout the day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You just Jesus has become Lord on a one-day basis. Uh, it's an ongoing kind of a thing, it which is. gets into the third life principle is that you must sacrifice all. We're going to jump into verses 24 and 25. Uh, what do you see in those two verses? Yeah, this is where um, he talks about those who uh, say their life will lose it and so forth, and, and we see that there. This whole passage is difficult to deal with unless you go back, and I'm going to take us back just a step here. Sure. If you go back a step and look at what he said in verses 21 and 22 about why he came when he predicted his death and resurrection, he says, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and scribes, be killed and be raised the third day. Well, that description, and then he jumps right into this other. Then he said to them, If anyone wants to come after me, and he gives this description. Right. Well, that's a pretty, pretty tough thing to follow up, you know. And so, when you talk about sacrifice, you have to go back and look at what did Jesus sacrifice. Right. And if he's sacrificing that, then it it does suggest to us that there's going to be sacrifice involved in our relationship with him. Right. If we're going to model that. 
And so that's a that's a very important part of this. I think is to go back and look at that and to understand and to remember and see this. That's easy for us in some ways because we know the rest of the story. Right. Yeah. When they heard this, they didn't know the rest of the story, and you can understand a little bit why it might confuse them or they just didn't quite get it. Right. We, we kind of give them a bad rap sometimes for not understanding, but I'm not so sure we would have understood if we had been there. Right. But we know the rest of the story, right. and we've been able to experience it in a different way. And so I think that's a that's an important point. And that's what that's talking about when, when it comes to sacrifice. We know what he did. Right. And so it does mean for us we're going to have to sacrifice. Well, and still, even as, as adults, as leaders, we find it <clears throat> difficult to sacrifice <laughs> some things. And it would be a good opportunity for you as a leader just to share with your students you want to have a, an, a transparent discussion about areas where you're struggling and how you're seeking to follow Christ as Lord. Oh, exactly. Yes. And that, that can mean a lot in your relationship with your students. If they can see that in you and realize, you know, I'm, that's not something I can conquer right. this week. That's right. It's going to take yeah. take a lifetime. It's an ongoing <laughs> process of, of yielding to Christ as Lord. And coming to that fourth life principle this week is that and again, I like what you said, that this is a process right through these verses. Abandon your selfishness, follow him every day, sacrifice all, and then finally stand for him in verse 26. So what do you see there? Well, I think it's a call for us to, to do that, to, very, to do that very thing. It's a, it's a completion of the process that we believe so much and we are working so hard to be what Christ calls us to be that we're willing to take a stand, even sometimes when that's not a popular thing to do. And for students, I think it's great to bless them in that. Right. Uh, we, we ha- I think we have some students, I know we do, we have some students who are a little bit afraid to do that because they don't get the encouragement and support of others, of other believers. So I think this is a role that a leader, that you as a leader can take to encourage them to take a stand right. for Christ. Uh, even when it's not popular, and even when there may be some um, some problem with that, you know that they have to face. My experience and observation has been when a student does that, and I'm basing this on some of the work we've done with True Love Waits. Right. As a student will stand up and declare their commitment to abstinence, for example, and do the godly thing, then they may get some ridicule for that. But they'll also recognize that they're they're having an influence, and they can see that result in other people's lives. And I think that's an encourage. That's the way the Holy Spirit encourages us is to see that result. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it is important to to take that stand and to, to recognize that that's part of it. That's part of the process. Is that we don't just need to keep this to ourselves, but we need to take a stand and live a life for Christ. Well, there's an opportunity, leaders, at the end of that section of your leader guide to just wrestle with the question, when is it most difficult for you to take a stand for Christ and allow students to talk through that and encourage one another, uh, maybe opportunity for them to to stand together with each other in those areas where they may find it difficult. As Jimmy mentioned, you know, true love waits. Purity was one of those issues that once students began to stand together with one another, it became easier to do that. Mm -hmm. And you'll find other areas as well. Well, leaders, as we wrap up this session, again, our question, what does it mean to be for Jesus to be Lord of my life? Four life principles, abandon your selfishness, follow him every day. You must sacrifice all and stand for him 
And the point this week is you must totally surrender your life to him. There's a lot of stuff going on in the learner guide and the student book this week. Uh, Take a look at that and use that as you lead your students through this Bible study. And join us again next month as we'll pick up a brand new session of study. 